Captain Solo in the cargo hold. Hey everybody and welcome to the Rogue Rebels Podcast. I am Sal. I am here to talk about Star Wars as always, but it's time to finish what we started and get our War of the Bounty Hunters coverage finished. So with me, I have a very special guest from Blue Harvest Pod and the High Potion Podcast, Hawes Burkhart. Thanks for having me back, buddy. Dude, I could not wait to dive into this with you. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Like, I'm glad I finally got it wrapped up and and whatnot. And I really enjoyed War of the Bounty Hunters as a whole. Um, yeah. So I'm excited to talk about it with you. It's it's long and huge and crazy and like way bigger than any of the other crossovers. You know what I mean? That's what I was going to ask you, because before this, there was the Vader down one, right? That was kind of the first crossover yeah. they did. And I can't remember if I read that far or not, but it wasn't as an all-encompassing as this, right? So Vader down was like, like basically there were two crossovers before this. It was Vader down and Screaming Citadel. Mm-hmm. And they both sort of did the fa- same kind of thing. It was like the one shot started it off, which was like Vader down number mm-hmm. one or Screaming Citadel number one. And then it was like two issues each of like the supplementary series that continued. Okay. So, so it would have been like five issues total. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, it might have been five or six issues. So I, it was like Vader down, you know, Darth Vader 13, Star Wars 13, 14. You know, and it was like five or six mm-hmm. issues of that. And the same thing with Screaming Citadel. But it was instead of Star Wars and Darth Vader, it was Star Wars and Dr. Afra. I gotcha. So it definitely wasn't as big of a yeah. crossover thing as this. So it crossed over in like two lines. But it was only like like the whole total story was like five issues. Mm, I got gotcha. or six issues. I can't remember exactly. I'm sure Twitter will tell me what's up. Um, so nothing even close to that. Like every single little story in this thing has five issues. <laughs> yeah, or six. Yeah, issues, you know what I mean. It's a lot to read. Like it's yeah. a it's quite. And you know, um, I was reading these digitally, and what I really hope they do eventually is put out like a big chunky omnibus with all of it in the correct read order because i i went and looked on amazon because i do enjoy the story so much that i'd like to have like a nice hardback of it Mm -hmm. and right now amazon only seems to have like you know a hardcover that's the five war the bounty hunters issues with none of the tie-ins okay yeah i know like all the soft cover ones like the paperbacks are basically every single you know the five issues of rebel Mm -hmm. of, of star wars and it's it's mm-hmm. like Star Wars, War of the Bounty Hunters, Volume 2 or whatever, you know, and then the War of the Bounty Hunters issues. And then there's one that's like the War of the Bounty Hunters Companion. And that's the one that has like the Jabba one shot, the IG-88 right, right. one shot and all that. So there's like six of those all together. But yeah, they're all paperback, I thought. But you said if there was that, a hardback. Maybe I'm, I'm even wrong that I saw like a hardback War mm-hmm. of the Bounty Hunters. Like, but what I want is all of it in one place. Yeah. You know, like in a nice hardcover with uh, with it in the correct reading order. And it doesn't seem like they're doing anything like that yet. Maybe they will right, down right. the road. Yeah, those usually like they hit you with those at the end of the series. But I don't know. Like this is a crossover. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. And then I, I guess 
I kind of got to look because I don't have any of those hardbacks. The only hardback <laughs> ones that I do have is I did pick up the, uh, and I don't think it was like omnibus style hardback, but it was a nice full collection of the, do you remember Age of Rebellion, Resistance, and yes. Age of, yes, like the softbacks is like, there's one that's heroes and there's one that's villains and each one has those four and a half issues of those particular stories. But the hardbacks has all the whole collection. And I was like, this is $10 oh. more, dude. Like, you know, like, why am I not getting the hardback? It's prettier. It's taller. And it has all the issues instead of buying the softcover ones twice. You know, heroes and then Age of Republic villains. And, um... Yo, I shop smart, shop S-Smart, because <laughs> I wait until Target, like for my my trade paperbacks, I'll wait until Target will do like the, hey, like books, buy two, get one free. And then they also give you, they already give you like 20% off on the cover price. So instead of $17 for a trade paperback, it'll already be like 14. So I'll get three for 30 bucks, you know, and I'll just catch up my collection whenever they have those sales. That's oh, kinda, that's cool. That's my move, man. And I yeah. Up- so the only hardback I've ever gotten that was like an omnibus for Star Wars, at least, like I've got the two Tales of the Jedi omnibuses that Dark mm-hmm. Horse put out, like way back in the day. Right. Um, those are soft cover though, yeah. but I have uh the first one, maybe the first two of the Marvel years omnibus, like the seventies and eighties oh, collections, yeah. and their hardcover. Those are cool. That's cool. I do like, um, like I hadn't, I I never dove into it with the, you know what? I actually did have, I had the hardcover versions of the Dark Horse, the Star Wars Legacy, volumes one, two, and three. Oh, that's cool. Those were real nice. Um, yeah, I bet. Yeah. But the, the, the one that I have now, or not the one, those, those Age of Republic resistance and all that. They have like really nice covers. They're a little bit taller, so the art looks nicer when you're diving into mm-hmm. it. It's on glossy mm-hmm. pages and all that. And uh, the you can take off the dust cover, and the whole cover is like almost like random panels from the issues. So it kind of oh, looks that's rad. neat. Like because I took off the dust cover just to be like, what is that? Like you know, I kind of do that whenever I get new books. Yeah, me. I'll too. be like, ooh, Thrawn is like you know a white cover with red lettering or whatever it is. You know, <laughs> how cool. Um, but I did it with those and like, they have a cool little selection of, you know, random pan, but like no words anywhere on the whole thing. I don't think even on the spine, it's just sort of a wraparound of, of images. That's cool though. You know, but it is cool, man. Um, real quick, let me knock out the business you can check us out at the Go like our Facebook page. We are on Instagram and TikTok at the rogue rebels. Tweet at us at rogue rebels fam and Look for Rogue Rebels on Twitch. Basically, check out Rogue Rebels anywhere. You know what our logo looks like. Um, anywhere you listen to pods, make sure you're trying to rate and review us or something. Do what you can. Give us five stars. Help your homies out. Uh, and share it, man. Share it when you uh, share it on your social medias and stuff. Get the word out there. Um, Lizzie was not able to join us today because they work on her hard for those holiday hours. Um, but she's picking up a lot of overtime. And she really, really liked the War of the Bounty Hunters, which I didn't think she was going to dive into it but I thought she might be intrigued by the return of Kira. So that's how I sort of enticed her. I was like, check out the first issue. If you don't like it, then you can put the rest of the issues down. And she sort of read through, you know, so she was on the last episode, but she will not be joining us here, but she loved how it, everything like wrapped up and closed. Um, and has been making memes from those things. 
Which I've I will, seen. I will be sharing that on the Instagram. <laughs> uh, I got Spotify playlist. This particular episode is going to be on my comic book playlist. So make sure you go check that out if you want to hear the other episodes in particular and whatever other comics you're into. We might cover it. There's a lot of High Republic stuff happening right now. And I know I got a few episodes to be added soon to both the High Republic playlist and the comics playlist as we get ready for what wave three of phase one of high republic yeah madness hey let let me ask you something buddy hit me so i was talking to uh our good pal king tom the king of all toms tom chansky royalty Uh, we were actually talking about this just a few minutes ago before we uh you and i started recording so phase three of wave one will sort of wrap up what early-ish next year right i think okay (laughs) <laughs> i think yeah yeah and then phase two or yeah wave yeah. one of phase two will start next year and then it'll probably wrap up in 2023 right okay and then phase three will start in 2023 and probably wrap in 2024 my question is with uh the acolyte right the show that's set in the sort of waning days mm-hmm of the high Republic, if they're going to be filming that next year, um, which uh, seems to be the case, all indications seem to point to that. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's going to be, I think the last thing I saw online were people saying it was going to start in like June. So are we looking at a situation where maybe we see that the acolyte starts before all three phases of the high Republic are done? And could that end up being a little weird? Like, I know the High Republic era mm-hmm. covers quite a long period of time. Right. Right? <clears throat> or are we maybe not getting the Acolyte until sometime in maybe early 2024, around when uh, the last phase of, or the third phase of the High Republic's wrapping up? Huh. So, I think there's a few fishy things I've noticed going on particularly with the phases that uh-huh. I suspect we, I don't think there's three phases. I think there's more. Well, yeah, I, I, right. I kind of was wondering that too. And also, you know, there's the, all this like stuff about rogue squadrons, not coming out in 2023. It's delayed, mm-hmm. but don't worry. They, they have a, a movie like that's been in the, the works for a while that they can, most likely slot into its release right, date, right? right? And when that fir- that story first started circulating, people were the the reports were it's a old Republic movie, and then that changed to it's a High Republic movie. So, okay, if Acolyte starts shooting next year uh, in June, mm-hmm. and then comes out late twenty twenty three, like maybe that's our Star Wars show for the end of the year. In 2023, mm-hmm. um, you know, basically about a year after it would finish shooting, which seems kind of long for what they've been doing with the Disney Plus stuff, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. And then a possible very, you know, this is all quote unquote possible High Republic at, movie at the end of 2023 as well. That's a lot of High Republic stuff yeah. while the phases are ongoing. Right. So that it's interesting, but I also feel like. I think like the High Republic, they've made such, I mean, I guess 
we'll see what happens. But so far, it really seems like those five authors and Siglane, like all those publishing people, mm-hmm. have that freedom and control of those things. So I feel like yeah. the Acolyte and the whatever possible movie, and including, I even feel like that video game, probably might take cues and things, but it might be... Like, while it's going to take place in the High Republic, it's probably going to be its own thing. That way yeah. they don't mess with the higher. Like, it, it almost might work opposite from the way people, from a way these things usually work, I suppose. You know, where right, they have to right. pause the Resistance show because they're not done with the Rise of Skywalker yet. Or whatever. Uh, and kind of, whereas publishing is usually working off of what the films are doing, I think it's going to go backwards. And I think it's going to end up being the same kind of thing where it's like, Hey, this is just like, yo, the acolyte is about this person that is in the high Republic, but you probably won't see the main people that we see in the high Republic, except maybe that was Vern in a little trailer. We just saw maybe. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm wondering is because, you know, if you're setting, if you already have something that you're working on, that you're sort of establishing as being towards the end of this, era of star wars history right right then hope what i'm hoping is they're just all sort of consulting and working together and figuring this all out and like it would be kind of neat i think if you know we get the high republic publishing stuff and that is like the world's greatest source material for the show and potential movie or whatever animation whatever ends up happening to use as like I'm not saying necessarily even adapting you know the books and stuff that we've right, seen but right. like using that as backstory especially if stuff we might see on screen is set towards the end of the era you know yeah, absolutely and I, and I still think it might work into like a thing to where I don't know people watch the show and they're like oh that was rad and mm-hmm, it might be like mm-hmm. touchstones where they could be like huh I should go check this out. Like maybe they will mention something like the great disaster and people who have never read a book will be like, that sounds crazy. You right. Know? Right. But like you said, it's like, it sounds like it's so far away. The high Republic is a very long era. Um, yeah. It's like 150 years yeah. or something. Right. So the way I, I see the acolyte and granted, we still don't have anything on it, but putting it in the part of the, like it's almost the bridge between the high Republic and the, twilight of the republic that we know mm-hmm. so i yeah. feel like it's something closer to like i think it's something closer to a darth maul or a, you know like i feel like it's much closer to the star wars we know than mm-hmm. the era we don't know and it'll sort of be that like bridge for lack of a better word i think it might be i think it might yeah. be sort of the <laughs> the transition in between high republic and fall of the republic right yeah yeah that's what that era of Star Wars history, like the pre, like sort of a few decades before the prequels up till yeah. episode three, basically. Right. right. Um, yeah, uh, that would be really cool. Yeah. I, and I'm, and I'm here for it and I can't wait to see, like, that's one of the ones that intrigues me most. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you got the, you got a logo that looks like it was lightsaber cut. So I'm here. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty excited for that one. Yeah. That is Qui-Gon opening a blast door. I'm ready. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I really have like no idea where those kinds of things go. You know, but I, I still, I do think that 
publishing has the plan. And like a lot of those big, those big movements are mapped out. So I don't think anybody on the show or, or a possible movie or whatever is going to be waiting on these decisions. No, I don't think so either. I, I yeah. think they probably have a, v- a very solid idea for the next, yeah. you know, two phases. And I think a lot of that's already being worked on. So right, like right. being fleshed out. Right. Right. Oh, uh, but the thing about the phases that I was saying is every time they talk about it, I keep hearing the words like in every little interview, authors and publishers, it's always like, you know, with the High Republic, you know, there's going to be, you know, the three phases that have been announced and blah, blah, blah. And they always put in the words like that have been announced. And it always seems fishy to me. And even when they're doing interviews, like people will ask the authors like, oh, so like, you know, like about the three phases, are they really cool? And they'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Everything that we've announced is like such a fun to work on. And like. I, I, I hear those words every single time. And from what we like, what we're kind of seeing now is that it looks like a phase is about a year, right? Right. It kind of yeah, started it, last year and it's, it looks like it's going to wrap up at the end of this year. Yeah. If, Cause the light of the Jedi came out in January of this year. Right. Right. Yeah. I yeah, think yeah. so. It was like it's December sort of or January, but yes, very much like right now. Yeah. And, um, it seems like this phase will go into next year a little bit. And I think mm-hmm. maybe some of that is because remember there was like a pretty big delay because of right, pandemic right. stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if maybe they're getting things back on track and the second phase will end out next year. And then the third phase will end out 2023. Right. And then I don't know if you remember, but a lot of the original like panels and stuff when they would talk about it and they were like, they would say things like, hey, we're, we're like planning five years out. Mm-hmm. Like I heard the term five years thrown out a couple of times and it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like this thing is five years, but it was something that once again, like that have been announced that I keep hearing in interviews. Um, at least back then when they were like first doing the announcements, now it doesn't pop up anymore. I don't hear anybody say anything about five years. Right. Um, but like that idea of like that plus everything sort of about being a year makes me think that there might be five phases. That like, might be cool. That's my, that's my, uh, that's my prediction so far. Well, let's see. I guess we'll find out in five years. You guys let me know what happens in five years. Everybody talk to me. I'm be re- I'll be here reading comics. Uh, yeah, man. But dude, I'm super into the higher public stuff. I know you're, you're catching up on a couple books, I think, but yes, I'm yeah. working on it, man. I'm trying so hard. All my friends need to chill out with all the podcasts <laughs> because like I see one pop up in my feed. And I'm like, well, I could listen to this High Republic book or I could listen to my friends talk for two hours. <laughs> I'll tell you what you can do. Haas, you can go to Spotify and ignore mm. the High Republic Rogue Rebels Spotify playlist. Okay. Because um, that will be all of our episodes that are going to be added in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> well... That's a very handy feature. What other kind of playlist uh-huh. do you guys yeah, have? I mean, I got everything, but uh, I don't know if you have checked out Spotify lately, but there's like polls and questions on Spotify. Mm-hmm. And I'm really pleased with the cleverness of our last uh, poll for this. The, when we did War of the Bounty Hunters Part 1, I put a poll on who is your favorite War of the Bounty Hunters character. Um, and I thought I was fantastic and clever. I believe we only got one vote, but I'll tell you with 100% of the vote, 
the audience's favorite character from War of the Bounty Hunters is Party Planning Kira. Hey, man, that's that's a solid vote. Like, you know, I think my vote might go Ochi of Bastoon. I mean, I have to kind of take Boba out of it, right? It's that's unfair. That's fair. But that's fair. man, do I like Short King Ochi of Bastoon? God, let me find like I really want to read you off the names because like I I am very pleased with myself for the questions that I came up with for this uh this War of the Bounty Hunters thing. It's not gonna let me do it, is it? Let's see. Community. Blast you. Darn. Uh it was like it was like like over it, completely over it, Boba Fett. <laughs> it was like uh you know. Uh, regenerating battle-damaged Vosk. <laughs> Bosk. Um, you know, like, best buddy, bestoon. <laughs> uh, I had some really, really fun things that I was, I was happy about. So, what you're saying is, you put a lot of work, you put a lot of wit and humor into these polls, and what you would like is for the listeners to go vote in these things. I do. I do. I would. It would be really, really that- cool. Um, I think that sounds great, and the listeners should do that. Well, I'm gonna I'm... go vote in a damn poll. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait to see what. Uh, I don't know what I'm gonna do for this episode, so we'll find out. It's gonna come to me. It's gonna come to me. Yeah. Like just let it come it natural. Me. Yeah. Okay, you are done with War of the Bounty Hunters. You knocked out yes. 34 issues. My man got through it. Woo! Like now that you're through the story, like. Like without spoilers, let's go through our little kind of like spoiler free thing. Mm-hmm. Did it hit? Was it was it what you imagined, or was it like where? The, obviously, there was a lot of unexpected things, but like, how did it hit you, man? I really enjoyed it. Like some of the surprises they pulled out, I thought were really good. I thought it did a good job of sort of recontextualizing you know, original trilogy characters that there's been tons of stories told about Mm -hmm. that, you know, have been, you know, sort of uh, wiped clean when they rebooted, like, you know, the extended universe canon. Right, right. Um, And I thought, like, the one thing that I was most impressed about is how well all the tie-in issues sort of weave together and how everybody gets sort of their time to shine, but it doesn't feel like just checking things off of a list. You know what I mean? It's not, yeah. I never felt like, okay, well, they got to get Afra's moment out of the way. Right. And like, you know, I feel like reading it in the, the reading order was pretty neat. And like how you got to see different scenes from different perspectives and uh it, with different artwork depending on right. the uh, the book and stuff i thought that was really cool and overall i really enjoyed it i thought it was really good and you know i think we kind of talked about this last time it's essentially the new canon take on like a shadows of the empire type story yeah yeah but uh the way that they worked in so much of the new Star Wars canon with like Kira and um, even like Ochi, who we're talking yeah. about, Ochi of yeah. Bastoon and stuff. I thought they did a really good job with it. None of it, because sometimes, you know, Star Wars can do that. And it's like, oh, did you have to find a way to work this character in? It all felt really natural right, in this right. one. Um, yeah, man, I, I totally agree with all of that. And in addition to like the 
giant epicness. Like Shadows of the Emperor was rad, and we were following our people. But you know, back then there was five people. It was mm-hmm. it, it was Luke, Leia, Lando, Boba, and Vader. You know, and then they were like, "Ooh, Shizor, who's this new guy?" Right. Uh, but like you said, the way that they worked in the new <sighs> characters and the classic characters, but also they also bridged the gap to like prequel characters. Like we were following Sly Moore for a couple of issues. Yeah. Like stuff yeah. like that. I I think like they really ran the gamut of like you said fitting all of these things together, everything really having its place, and it definitely did not feel like a checklist. Like okay, and here's where Bubba talks to Bosk now, and here's where right. Okay, now we got Dengar in this. Like they had a they did a great job of all the motivations for all of the characters for coming together for something this big without really just being like um Okay, IG-88's over there. Right. You know what I mean? And you know what? They they somehow managed to not do the big Avengers Endgame scene where all the bounty hunters, all the rebel characters, all the Imperial characters, right. Crimson Dawn, <laughs> the Huts are all like fighting each other in one giant two-page splash page. Right. Like, I respected the restraint where like, no, like, you know, Dengar is going to try and get involved, but this happens or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, totally. That's a really good point. But it's also like a because uh, we get that a little bit, but it's almost like they did a better job of it. Almost like Return of the Jedi. How mm-hmm. the climax of that movie is there's a giant space battle. Plus, they're down there on the floor taking out the shield. Plus, Vader's in a room with his son. Right. So, like, we got like. Boba going like, no, I need to chase this ship and get my thing. And then we got a giant space battle between a fleet and another fleet. And then we got the people on the ground trying to like get out of the situation that they had. got. So we got a, it wasn't the Avengers like, eh, and it's a right. hundred people versus a hundred people. That's what I'm more yeah. like. You could see and where like, correct. They're, they, you could see the uh, almost temptation to have this scene. Like, I don't know, set in. Yeah. Uh, the hangar of the executor right and there's just everybody's lined up on their respective (laughs) sides and then they start fighting and i respect that they didn't do that because that would have been a very 90s sort of not even necessarily star wars comic but Mm -hmm. a very 90s sort of marvel or dc big crossover thing that they would have done yeah uh yeah like the like i said the character intentions motivations and all of that really extended through the storytelling to make mm-hmm. sense to where they all came out at the end of it. And I guess let's start getting into it with spoilers because I do want to get to where they come out at the end because like not everybody goes to the same place and not everybody like there's a lot of changes in here that I'm like, oh, this is really cool for particular characters. Um, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, let's just get into it, man. Uh, we left off in Star Wars 15. Friends and enemies, which in which while Leia, Lando and Chewie are starting to go to Jakara to this thing with Crimson Dawn and all that, like they hear about the thing. They got the they're getting the invitation. They got the info from Holdo and they're trying to go rescue. Luke is trying to help Starlight Squadron on a mission to rescue like one more fleet that's like pinned down somewhere. One more portion. What are they called? That's like, you know, the fourth you know, the fourth flight or something, you know, the fourth fleet is like right. pinned down on Abdallah, which is from Light of the Jedi. Good one, Charles Sewell. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And it's like, there's a Star Destroyer. They get there. Luke goes with them. And then he's like, no, no, no. I promise I'm going to shoot over right after this. I just got to help Starlight Squadron because they're down one. Uh, yeah. That's what I really like about the sort of rebel side of this story is it's mm-hmm. like sometimes when you tell a story in between one of the big original trilogy movies, it kind of seems like our main characters just have free reign to go and do whatever they want and sort of ignore the fact that, no, there's a whole rebellion that's also counting on us. Like, yeah, yeah. we get it. Your friend is frozen in carbonite and you're trying to save him. Right. But there's some other important stuff going on too, guys. So, and it kind of needs attention. So I liked that they touched on this, you know, and mm-hmm. had like, you know, not just even with this, with Luke being pulled to this mesh and like the whole time Leia's like, I want to do this. I got to get back to the fleet. The fleet needs me. The rebellion yeah. needs me. And I really yeah. like that. No, they did really good with that. And that's a thing that's like been touched on in a, what was that other book? There's a book that came out a while back called Moving Target. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot closer to Return of the Jedi, I believe, mm-hmm. like after this. But it's the same thing where she's like, look, I can't I can't get out right now. Like, I want to save Han and everything, but I still got to finish this until something happens with that. I'm kind of here. And it's also seems like by that time, Luke's a little like you can see the beginning of the separation of Luke, not separation, but like Luke starts taking his Jedi stuff more seriously after empire strikes back. And of course, by the time we see him in return of the Jedi, he is that guy. Right. So here he's like still trying to help out the Alliance, but he's also like, I got to start doing Jedi, you know, like he starts really figuring. And actually they end up using a, making a really good plot point of his, of him learning a lesson in this crossover. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's going to come up in a couple issues. Um, which I thought was really, really well done because that's a really good stepping stone to take him to that place that he is when he walks into Jabba's palace. Also, might I add, I also respect the restraint uh, when it comes to the character of Luke because if you notice, Luke spends most of his time in this crossover flying around in his X-Wing. And once again, how easy would it have been to just have Luke showing up everywhere swinging around his fancy yellow lightsaber that he has right now. And it would have been really cool. (laughs) Not saying it wouldn't, but like, there's also like a a bit of restraint, like, you know, because also like Luke's an excellent pilot. So, uh, and his, and his role as a pilot and as part of rogue squadron is important to the Alliance. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's like a really good point. Like that's kind of what they had been using him you know, previously, like he kind of came in to a new hope as a pilot. And like, it's clear mm-hmm. that he went with Rogue Squadron. Like, so his, uh, you know, to the rebellion, he's a commander, he's a squad leader, he's a pilot. So it makes sense that that's the direction that's always pulling at him from there. You know what I mean? Right. Like they were never like in no missions <laughs> that we've seen so far. Have they been like, look, okay, uh, Admiral Akbar, uh, the, the guys are going to land and then we're just going to let Luke out with his yellow lightsaber. It's going to be red. Uh-huh, and that uh-huh. Akbar is like, this sounds totally awesome. I can't wait. It's it's this is rad. <laughs> uh, yeah, good times. Uh, let's see. Oh, I like I think the ship or something is called Ultima Two. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that's a cool spell. Well, it's a cool spell and a very old school series of PC RPGs, like uh, really yeah. in depth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. 
anytime I see the word Ultima, I think of first Final Fantasy, mm-hmm. and then I think of the game series Ultima. Nice. Uh, let's see what else I got. Like, okay, so they so basically what happens is they go to this planet, and it's almost like they're the rebels are under siege. Like the fleet is there, and it's kind of landed, and it's running out of resources, and the Star Destroyer has them like pinned down, and so it's just kind of like raining stuff from the sky. But they have some like shields up and stuff like that, and they're trying to keep that going. And the Imperials are basically like, yeah, all we got to do is outlast them. We'll keep depleting their shields. They're going to run out of power. And then we just blow them all up. Ha ha ha. And so they're like flying around trying to figure it out. And if you had been keeping up with the Star Wars series, what is going on um, is basically after Hoth, like they find out that their codes have been compromised. So mm-hmm. they can't send a message to each of the fleets to regroup without because com- then they get, you know, they get the, they can figure the Imperials are able to find the location of the sender and the receiver and sort of ambush him. And so what the rebels have been doing, like Starlight Squadron in particular, is they were able to, like, find another different old code, but they have to find the fleets and, like, hand deliver the code to them so that they can start using the new code and communicate and regroup and all that. So that's what this mission is supposed to be. Hey, we found another fleet, but we got to go help them. You know, that's why they're like, oh, somebody's coming. Yay. And all that. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah. So it is it is kind of rad, but that's also like why it's taking so much time for them to regroup. I mean, why it's not mm-hmm. so simple as like, oh, tell them to meet us here at 10 p.m. or oh, 2200, whatever y'all call it. Right. Um. So they're over there trying to help them. They find them under siege and they're like, what are we going to do? And, you know, the Imperials are like, oh, ha ha ha. It's only six more X-Wings. Those fools. Oh, and an A-Wing. That guy's cool. I do like, <laughs> I do like Lulu. Um, Me too. He was in, what is it? Uh, Shattered Empire. And then he shows up in the Poe comics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, this guy's cool. And it was like his mom's friend and stuff. And I'm like, how, how neato. Mosquito. And then he's also in that. Freefall, the Poe Dameron, like young Poe Dameron book. Um, oh, that's cool. I haven't checked that one out. Yeah, it's not bad. It's it's pretty cool. I and mean, I've watched, I've wa- so I've watched Lulo's career with great interest. Nice. Um, so it's cool to see him anytime he pops up. And also like some of the other Starlight Squadron members, like Mart Matten is from Rebels. Right. So I knew like, that. Yeah. Yvonne Verlaine is from that original Princess Leia miniseries from 2015. Mm-hmm. He's like her Alderanian buddy. Yep. So, like, whenever I see these familiar characters, I'm like, look, there they are. My little people flying X-Wings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> look at them off to go murder. Uh, good times. So, they're, like, trying to figure out what to do. And they're like, oh, it's only six X-Wings. It's not going to change the tide. You know, the Imperials are being the normal Imperials. Like, ah, ha, ha, just blow them to smithereens. Release 47 TIE Fighters. Um, But the, like, the survey team on the ground sends starlight squadron coordinates and they're like what are they trying to do this is just a spot in the ground just do it it's right under the stars and they like blow it up with all their proton torpedoes and it like it's a dormant volcano and it erupts and destroys the star destroyer so like that's really cool and rad and it's like oh you stupid you parked your ship over a volcano (laughs) you foolish fool um and then like when they get the fleet off and they're like, all right, let's return to the rebellion. And Mon Mothma's like, hey, thanks, guys. And so they're like, oh, we just saved Mon Mothma. And this is like, I guess the whole issue before they had been talking about like, man, morale's really low. Like if we could, we've we've taken a lot of losses, you know. So mm-hmm. they're like, look, we just saved the leader of the whole dang rebellion. Everybody's yeah. going to be happy. 
Yeah, that was cool. I was stoked to see old Mon Mothma yeah. show up. They had a really good, like, I really like the art in this issue. So they had the splash page of her being like, let's get mm-hmm. back to the fight. And you're like, oh. Yeah, yeah, the main Star Wars series has some pretty phenomenal art in it throughout. Yeah, for sure. That is definitely something that I've been enjoying. Um, I mean, most of the, they always have different styles. Like Afra's style of art really fits the tone of that book. Yeah, and Afra in a lot of ways is the most comic. I would say Afra and Ward the Bounty Hunters are the most comic booky of okay. the series, yeah. and I don't mean that in a bad way. In right. fact, I think I like to see Star Wars take on the traits of the medium it's in yes. more than I like to see the medium, you know, just like try to solely em- emulate the movies and stuff, right? right. So I really enjoy that fact. But yeah, Afra and, and, and Bounty Hunters um, feel the most sort of pure yeah. comic booky to me. I think the Bounty Hunters is just like my style. of like, Yeah, I, me I too. Love, it's like Paolo Villanelli, I think. His art is just dope. And it's so like good. very 90. You know, that's exactly what mm-hmm. I drew up in my Jim Lee era of Star Wars. It's very yeah. like that kind of 90s style. Chris Claremont or whoever was doing Wolverine at the time. Like, that's what it looked like when I was a kid. Uh, so, yeah, they rescue him on Mothma, and Luke is like, great, peace, gotta go. And then yep. he's, he's off to uh, Jakara. Okay. This is one of my fucking favorite issues, dude. Forlom and Zuckus. <laughs> Tell me I what was you not thought. As a, I was not expecting it to be as good as it is. And might I say, Trot, now one of my favorite Star Wars bit players. The little lemur raccoon monkey guy that's helping Zuckus out. Uh huh. Love that guy. <laughs> Love that guy. Uh, yeah, man. He's the guy that wants to cut everybody's arms off, right? Yep. Yes. Okay. So basically, this issue starts after, like, if you, well, you know, in the War of the Bounty Hunters issue, like, Boba, you know, rips Forlom's head off and, like, knocks Zuckus off a cliff or something. So, like, Zuckus wakes up and is, like, not dead, but he's all messed up, and he's sad that he lost his best. First of all, the most of the issue revolves around Zuckus being sad that his best friend is gone. Yep. And that is wonderful and glorious and, like, <laughs> everything even, that I needed from Zuckus. He even has a line that's something to the effect of, or LOM is the only one that ever understood Zuckus. And I was like, oh, man. There is a part where, like, people are fighting and he's this dude is doing, like, a soliloquy at camera. And he's like, my uh-huh. only friend, my only heart, how I've been betrayed. Like, um, it is like, and this is, an, uh, this is a Daniel Jose Older comic. Yeah, like, it's really good. You know that's one of my favorite authors right now. But he's right. also one of these dudes who tells these things with such a, like, different, unique, and for me, fun voice. And this issue is no different. And in fact, one of the character, one of my favorite characters, he did a story in, from a certain point of view, called Born in the Storm. And it's about a stormtrooper who basic, on Tatooine, who wants, he loves do-backs and he wanted to be a do-back writer, but he didn't get that job. He gets pissed off. And he quits the stormtroopers and takes a do-back and, like, runs away to live in the sands. That's awesome. In this comic, the dude that that's finds... That's that guy? That's him. That's him, like, oh! years later, dude. 
I was gonna ask you who that yes. guy was. That's so awesome. So he pops up, man. He's living it up with his, he, you know, he uh, hops into town sometimes and sells little yep. pieces of Forlom that he finds, makes deals with Jawas. Like, he's in living this Living it up, living the dream. Yeah, man. And he, you know, he got to live in the storm with his, uh, with his do-back, man. And he's making it happen. He's making it work. He's all tatted up, man. He's like. I dig it. Yeah, he's good to go. Um, he's got a cool hat. You know. Um, what I don't dig is spider. Four L L O four L four Lom. Right. I'm sorry. I know they spell it out, <laughs> right? But I I grew up since I was a wee boy calling this guy Four Lom. So right. Spider Four Lom, not for me. All right. Cool. 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 That's that's fine. Also, not for Zuckus. <laughs> not for Z- I, I I'm telling you, man. I related to Zuckus in a big way in this episode yeah. or this this issue. He like wakes up and he like falls down and some guy like, hey, man, are you all right, man? Come sit down and have a drink. Like and they're running a little bar and Zuckus is like and they have it's like the lemur guy. It's the guy who helped him and like another girl and a robot or something. And he's like, ah, friends, uh-huh. how lucky you guys are to have each other. <laughs> Look, <laughs> everything about these issues are so good, but it's especially Zuckus's loneliness that mm-hmm. like just sets it off for me. Um, yeah, so he keeps reminiscing about, he's like, the first time we worked together, and it's like, Diva Lompop shows up. Diva Lompop shows up. Shows up in all the one shots, All the one shots, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I Um, loved that she was like the the thread that sort of connected them all. Yeah, that was interesting, because honestly, like, the one shots are almost like, most of them are very, like, tertially, like, barely Mm -hmm. connecting to the bigger War of the Bounty Hunter story, if that makes any sense. Right. Like, because uh, most of the characters in the mainline series that are even the side of the main War of the Bounty Hunter series, like, they cross over quite a bit. And all of their intentions are about Solo and all that kind of stuff. So the one shots that, you know, Jabba the Hutt, his connects a bit more. But we have Forlom and Zuckus, and it's basically, like, right after they just fought Boba Fett, and they don't really interact with the thing again. And then IG-88 is kind of after he had his thing with Vader. Yeah. And then who else do we, who am I missing? Uh, uh, Bausch. Bausch. That one is like not even connected almost, except they kind of run across Diva Lompop at one point. Yeah. Um, That's probably the most removed, I guess. Yeah. And, but does a really good job of like filling, filling you in on who that character, we can talk about yeah, that when no, we get yeah, there. We're going to get to that. That's a good yeah. issue. I really enjoyed that one too. Um, Let me see what else I got here. Uh, Okay, so they're flashing back to this first job, and he's like, back when we first met, and like we decided to split the bounty, and they like, the the the, the it's like a crime boss named Cribberies, and it's like mm-hmm. this little kind of insect guy, like I think he was one of the creatures on the table in Maz Kanata's castle. On that through shot, you know what I mean? Oh, I couldn't. I was trying to place that. Mm-hmm. If if I didn't. I couldn't work out if he was in Maz's castle or if he was in, like, one of the places where they're playing Sabak and Solo. I'm pretty sure it was Maz's castle, and I think there's, okay. like, three of them sitting at a table or something like that. Okay. Like, of that species. You right. Know, obviously not this this character, but he's, like, a crime boss, and they're all sent in to go get him. And, like, all of the, like, shots are hilarious. They're like, we split the bounty! And they, like, both shoot him at the same time. And it's, yep. like, hilarious to me. And, like, they shoot him in half. Yep. And you're like, this is ridiculous and hilarious. Um, but, again, Zuckus is sad that Forlom's gone. 
And then what we find out later, basically the thing of the story is like, they didn't kill the guy all those years ago. Like the guy's brother was like, Hey man, dude, I can't like roll with you no more. Cause you're doing too much crime. You're doing bad stuff. Like I got to go like be at peace and like, you know, make myself better. And the crime boss guy is like, what? You're stupid or whatever. And that's the guy they shot. They shot his brother. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so the guy was like, ah, oh, and I went into hiding and like faked my death and like lived on the sands, like trying, you know, crying out for revenge for you guys. And a perfected, he like builds like assassin droids and stuff. So he ends up buying the head from, from, uh, Sardis Ramson, uh, the cool do guy. Right. And he rebuilds Forlom into Spider Forlom to kill Zuckus. I'm not a fan. But to be fair, that is not even the like the spider crazy like Forlom is this giant six limbed thing that's like attacking Zuckus. And mm-hmm. Zuckus is just standing there the whole time like my heart is broken. You're not my friend. Forlom, don't you recognize me? Like, yeah, and let's be honest, it's probably more fitting for Forlom's head to be on a spider body. Because he's fair. very insectoid looking as it is, mm-hmm. but I still don't like it. <laughs> yeah, so Forlom levels up, <laughs> and that's like the guy's revenge. He's like, aha, I'm going to get like you guy to kill the other guy because you guys were friends. You killed my brother, now your brother's going to kill you. <laughs> and it's like... All ridiculous and funny. And like I said, at this point, the guys that Zuckus met in the bar are helping him fight off this giant robot. But Zuckus is talking to us all heartbroken. Mm-hmm. And it's hilarious. I cannot tell you how wonderful this issue is. Um, And they find the guy, like, alive. The the little crime. And the guy tells a story about how he, like, win, how he faked his death, how he lost his brother. And then Zuckus, like, they have to, Zuckus is finally like, if you're not my friend, then you're my enemy. And he finally has to kill Forlom. And then he's heartbroken that he had to kill his best friend. Um, this issue is a delight. <laughs> it is. And let's be honest, like, I'm sure he could take old, what's left old Forlom mm-hmm. and get him rebuilt or something, you know? For sure. We've, we kind of see that later in the series. Like, just because a droid gets yep. messed up doesn't mean it's the end of them. Definitely, definitely. And if you're paying attention to solicitations, I believe that this is not going to be the last we see of either of these right. characters. Oh, well, definitely it's not the last of one because that's going to come up soon. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 the kind of Star Wars I like, but it's also like the wacky fun. Like, I love when Star Wars is not afraid to have fun and like be that like. It kind of, I, I, I am less crazy about Star Wars that takes itself too seriously. Right. I really, well, you enjoy, know, I think there's yeah. a time and place, right? Definitely, definitely. And man, was this the time for this, <laughs> this for Lom and Zucka's story. I love it. If you go to my website, I have an interview with Daniel Jose Older where for Rebel Reads, like a really cool charity thing. And I was able to talk to him a little bit about something like, obviously not this one. It wasn't out yet. But I was talking about him with some of the shorts he did because he did last shot. He did a couple of those shorts that I had a lot of fun with. And like I said, it's about a dude that runs away with a dewback. The story in The Empire Strikes Back uh, from a certain point of view he does is a journalist who is interviewing Forlom and Zuckus about their quote unquote charitable contributions. Yep. Who and his like his his piece is getting edited by an editor droid at the same time. Um. So, again, wacky, fun, different choices. And I sort of asked him about, like, dude, where do you even 
come up with that stuff? And once you come up with something like this original fun, like how do you move forward with it? And his answer was kind of basically like, look, like I have a lot of these ideas and I think they're fun and I want to roll with them. But that's why I kind of do them like I'll do it in a one shot. I'll do it in a a short story because I probably can't get away with this for 300 pages. Right. (laughs) You know, like, uh, but like I can really make a 15. Yeah, I can make a 15 minute story of this really fun. Um, Right. Right. And he's not wrong. And I enjoy it. Good times. Okay, next we got Bounty Hunters 15, The Gathering. And I don't know why I just love the ridiculous cover of this. And it's like the shadow of, uh, what's her name? Death Stick. Death Stick. With and two knives. What is going on with Dengar yeah. in this cover? Yeah, just staring down uh, Dengar and Valance with their ojos locos. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, so Death Stick delivers Vukora the invitation to the big party. Dengar and Valance take a shuttle to Canto Bite. They finally lose Destic, so they take a shuttle. Uh, Tonga and Losha, my favorite, like, bounty hunting couple with a Nexu, are recruiting a team. Big time Nexu fans putting together a big team, big giant team for a big job. They go and they get Tasu Leech from Narkanji. Yep. And you're like, yo! Which he did pop up. Tasu Leech! Good to see you. you! He did pop up a couple of issues ago for like a mm-hmm. little short thing, but it's good to see him like getting a lot more shine. And they do a good introduction. Like they go there and she's like, ah, this is who you want to get. And you know, it's like <laughs> this big crazy alien thing with a giant gun and axe and stuff and whatever. And she's like, no, 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 watch the other one. What? Oh. And then he's all good and like cuts off the guy's hand or something. It's ridiculous. Good times. Um, so somebody makes a deal with Wendelphus to take the ship to the party and make trouble for Crimson Dawn. Who is that? Oh, I believe it's a, it's a Deathstick. Mm-hmm. So Deathstick is already working for Crimson Dawn, and goes to like Wendelphus, who's that person on? Oh no, they get, that's how they get their ship. They get Dengar's ship back. My bad. They go to see Wendelphus because he's got Dengar's ship because Dengar owes him money. But he's like, no, 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 like there's a big Crimson Dawn thing and like you can go make trouble for them. Ha ha. And if you die, then whatever. You don't owe me anymore anymore. Ha ha. And you're dead. And if you make good trouble and knock everything out, then you can have your ship. So he gets his he gets his punishing one back, which it was good to see that ship, too. That's a cool design. I always like the bounty hunter ships design. Like and I think mm-hmm. most of that goes back to Shadows of the Empire, probably. Right. Yeah, and also the old Star Wars collectible card game from Decipher. Uh, yeah. I, That's probably where I learned the names of most of the guns and ships. Yep. <laughs> you Me know, from too, playing buddy. that thing. Yeah. I'm going to set up my E-Web Blaster. I was out there playing that game like Moff Gideon. Yeah. You may recognize it from my deck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. So uh, then Tonga and Losha go to like a, a Gand, you know, some like Gand hospitality place where they just hang out. And Zuckus is there all heartbroken with no mask. Mm-hmm. And they're like, man, it really smells here. And he's like, that is how I feel in your stupid atmospheres. <laughs> you know, and Zuckus has a little beak. He looks like he a, sure does. He got a weird little, he got a little, uh, it looks like he's sitting in a sauna with a little beak just wrapped in a little towel. 
Um, so they convince him. He's like, what's even the point? I've lost my friend. He's like still all sad about this uh, business. Poor guy, man. Yeah. I feel for him. Yeah. But they're like, come on, man. You got to do something. And he's like, fine. <laughs> uh, Deathstick attacks them again. And they get away. But it's a very like, like Valance gets knocked off the thing and falls into the next story window or something like that. And then he gets back up to help Dengar and he's like, no, 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 I got it. Let's go. And so they escape. But there's that like little shadiness to where immediately I'm like, nah, what did you do, Dengar? You, you had a little, you had a minute alone with her. You can't ever mm-hmm. trust Dengar, mm-hmm. man. I'm sick of him. Mm-hmm. I don't trust that dude. So they head to Jakara with their invitation in their new ship. And boom, War of the Bounty Hunters number three, the Crimson Blade. So now we pick up right where we left off, and Vader's is right there showing up and being like, never mind, I will take the uh, the guy. I want the guy back. Give me the guy. And Boba and the Rebels are there, and Boba's like, you can't, you know, like, hold on, we gotta, like, wait this out. We can't go and fight Vader. And Leia's like, no, we gotta go kill everybody. And Boba's like, dude, if we raise one shot, we're all done. Yep. <laughs> and this has gotta be my favorite comic book panel in recent history probably for a long time in the future Lando turns and says beat his ass Chewbacca beat his ass Chewbacca man I loved it yeah Yeah, and like there's like it's funny to me to see Boba being the one that's like no guys let's be cool about this (laughs) that's true he's like look I know you guys want your friend back I'm gonna go go get paid you guys can do whatever you want to drop us but hang tight or we all gonna die um, so Chewbacca goes to beat his ass and like Boba's using like MMA grapples against him. Like mm-hmm. he's doing little tricks and, uh, it's kind of like, like Boba's not going down, but he's also not taking Chewie out until he uses his flamethrower and burns Chewie up. Uh, and then Lando loses a good cape to, uh, put him out. <laughs> I know. He's like, man, I love that he's cape. Like, man, this is custom son, but oh, well, I helped my buddy out. Uh, meanwhile, while they're up there in some upstairs wing of the, the, the party room fighting each other, hiding from everybody, Kira is straight up fighting Vader. Yes, and that's when we sort of get a little glimpse into not uh, not solid, you know, answers, but like a little bit of answers about her time post-Solo, right? Yeah. yeah. And like... Vader mentions that he recognizes her form mm-hmm. and all this, you know, all obviously insinuating he knows she was trained by Maul. Right. And uh, it's all very interesting. I thought they did a, a really good job with it. Yeah. And it was also really good that they did like, uh, you know, like, because we would all think it, it's really easy to put like Vader fights Kira, Kira, you know. He kills her, and then next page, like, right. But they did a good job of him, her using her skills, and then him just being like, "Enough, I'm over it." And once everybody starts coming in, he just starts slashing fools, and like, so like he wins the fight, of course, but also like he doesn't kill her because every like chaos starts happening. Like, they <laughs> right. they wrote their way out of it real good without her being like, "I'm sorry" or whatever, you know, whatever they could have done there. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a good job of letting them fight and letting them both live and it not seem like I will spare your life because you're good at sticks or whatever they could have. Right. Done. And and 
they could have also gone the route of, I recognize you were trained by Darth Maul. He right. was my master's apprentice before. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I once again respect the restraint yeah. in the writing. Exactly. With that sort of thing. Oh, master once killed my maybe would-be master. <laughs> right. <laughs> I will take off. I will take this generational pain out on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, that was good, but the art was really, really well done. Like, I lo- like, there's a really cool panel where she's like backflipping out of a swing, uh, uh, like yep. a, a Vader swing, you know. And it also reminded me a little bit of like, gave me a little bit of Vader Ahsoka vibes, not to the relationship, but just the idea of Vader fighting a smaller, agile, right person. Like she was really good at di- like her form was down, like that wasn't the issue. And it's not like she was blocking this fool because you can't stop. Like, she would go flying across the room. And, of course, eventually she did. But, you know, um, it was well done. It was good. And then Vader basically goes, like, enough! And, like, you know, kind of like, uh, <laughs> what what's the uh, battlefront term? Repulse. Yeah. <laughs> he uses the repulse. Everybody kind of gets knocked down. And he's like, uh, if Luke doesn't, you know, we're gonna, I'm just, we're just going to take Solo. And then he's oh, like, no. I feel he's it. like, I'm going to cut him in half. Well, no, he feels Luke, right? Because that's when right. Luke arrives. And then he's like, ah, he's here. Open a channel. If you do not surrender, I will cut him in half. And he can't even defend himself because carbonite is soft or whatever. Um, yeah. And that's how the issue ends. And everybody's like, no. <laughs> and meanwhile, upstairs where Boba and Chewie is recently deflamed, they're looking down like, no, what do we do? What do we do? Yeah. You know. And Luke's like, I don't know. Next issue. (laughs) I don't know about all this. (laughs) Missing in action. Star Wars 16. Luke is immediately scared. Yep. The rebels are watching the fight. This is a little bit of an overlap of, uh, you know, the end of them, like watching him fight Kira and stuff. Mm -hmm. Luke arrives. The ties come out. Um, Like, this kind of is like a little bit before he gets down there. So he arrives in system. And then, like, the ties get released to bring down the X-Wing. And he's, like, trying to get him away. But they, like, they, they like, they, some of their stray shots hit, like, one of the crime syndicate's ships. So they're, like... Oh, and they're, like, that's all the excuse yep. we needed. All right, take him out. And so they start fighting with the Executor and the fleet. So in that sort of confusion, he's able to get down to the atmosphere. And then that's when Vader calls Luke... And then he kind of like this issue ends with a real like, <gasps> I can't take him. I'm sorry. No, and he's like, I'm not ready. You know, I'm not ready. And you're like, you know, what? Even though once you're again, like, no, he's not like how easy would it have been to just be like, all right. And then Luke goes down to planet, gets out of his X-wing. And guess what happens? A lightsaber duel between Vader mm-hmm. and Luke that you guys never knew about. They fight on the ice. It is glorious. Uh, Okay, imagine the end of episode three, but instead of lava, it's ice. And Mm -hmm. instead of uh, Vader versus Obi-Wan, it's Vader versus Luke. And Luke's got a yellow lightsaber like that toy you might have had when you were a kid. Exactly, exactly. But they didn't Um, do that. And like, I respect that. Yeah, they kept him in the ship. Although at the end of this issue, I was like, like, where are we going to go now, dude? Like, what? Uh Now what are we going to do? Like. Because I know, like, you know, you're in this situation where you know where it goes. But now you're getting all these such, like, this series is full of all these wild cards. 
to where you're like, I'm sorry, yeah. what? You know, when Kira steps out to fight Vader, you're like, well, I know what happens, but what? Yeah, and we, like, they did such a good job keeping it intriguing and wanting me to read the next issue and stuff, mm-hmm. considering we know how this story ends. Absolutely. We know how. Han ends up on the wall on Jabba's palace and mm-hmm. like all the twists and turns that lead to that are really cool. Exactly. Exactly. I, yeah. Like in every issue, they did a really good job of, you know, setting up the like, Oh my goodness. Why would mm-hmm. you do this? It's the end of an episode of lost. Hold up. Yep. What? Except, you know, the ending already. Yeah. All right. Darth Vader 15, the assassin's choice. This is the Ochi one. <laughs> this is the the Ochi one. This is the one where we follow him all the way through. So they're trying to ask questions about Crimson Dawn. Like, this is where we find out that Vader went to Baku the Hut ahead of time. Because now we're kind of flashing back. And, like, had sort of said it like, you will bid on Solo. But Jabba's going to bid on Solo. You will do what I say. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know. By the way, Baku? A really kind of good-looking, striking blue-eyed hut, right? Like a semi-buff. Uh, those abs aren't going to save you, though. Uh, fair, fair. Bocker. But semi-buff, a semi-buff, and those blue eyes like set off that difference. Every time they have them in the frame with Jabba, you have that like red, like it's almost like lightsabers. <laughs> yep. You know, he puts them, sets them out in all those panels. I wonder if Baku is considered a stud in hut culture, or. Or do people look at him like, dude, what abs? We're huts. Well, he's we don't not, do abs. He's not the only one. Remember Gracchus? Oh, that's true. Like, but Gracchus had the like spider legs and everything too. Uh-huh. You know, but like, and Gracchus shows up in a couple of the background panels in a few of these issues too. Uh-huh. Like when the huts are all together, there's a buffer hut than Baku. That's ba- true. Yeah, that's Baku's true. buff, but he's like, ba- Baku's like ripped. Like, uh, Gracchus is like swole. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Gracchus has like that necklace with like a bunch of lightsabers on it. Like Gracchus yep. at the extra level. Um, so probably yes, good looking for a hut. To answer that question, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know if like you know, hut culture is all about the dad bod. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, the Jabba bod. Yeah. Or if um. If it's just like us, where they were like, oh, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. You know what, though? Uh, that might be a really good question to put in our Spotify listener uh, questions. Oh, there you go. You know, is Buff Baku good looking for a hut? Chime in. Chime in, audiences. Uh, Vader sends Ochi. Like, then they find out that he's immediately betrayed. And this is the one where, like, Ochi walks into the bar. He, like, kicks down the door. And he's like, I'm Ochi of Bastoon. Shabbat. Uh-huh. And immediately gets smacked down. That tiny little kick. Yeah, it's so <sighs> wonderful. And then he's like, I'm with Darth Vader. And people are like, so? And then Darth Vader walks in and like <laughs> kills everybody. But they're, they're like, like, oh. Yeah. It, he basically like leaves him and he's like, you finish the job and find out who he was working with. And he's like, all right. And then he it, he ends up finding it. It's like Crimson Dawn assassins are there. And he's like fighting like a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. But he's like, and My they're master's... trying to get that him to join them yeah and he's like no i work for vader like just wait till he gets here and they're like he's parked over there homie he's like watching you he's not you're you're not doing a job for him this is a test for you you're right and then ochi's like damn son and then he's got to fight like you know they're like we work through a million hands he's like there's only like 15 of you dude i'm pretty sure i can take you 
<laughs> and there's like panels where he takes down quite a bit of them. You know, he sure does. And he he knocks them down, and then they all uh, like we get a Vader comes after, and he's like, "Good job, yes, it was Crimson Dawn." Okay, well now we're gonna follow the blah 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 blah, and they go back, and that's where IG eighty eight goes back to the Umbaran mm-hmm. uh, to Sly Moore, and is like, "I failed." That we saw in that other issue. Yep. And she's like, no, no, no. And everybody on all of her people are like, oh, you can't come here. You'll lead Vader right to us. No, this, you know. And she's like, calm down. We work through a million hands. And then Vader just be like, slices through IG-8 again. And Ochi's got the best line where he's like, a million hands, but he only needs two. Yep. Oh, man, Ochi. Ochi, you wild. I love Ochi, man. Yeah, he's he. they give him the good zingers. Uh, so yeah, battle royale. Vader comes in, and they 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 knock everybody out, man. And that's when they're like, "It is Crimson Dawn," and this is all before they get to the, you know, because now we're back to before the party again. The right. Va- the Vader series, as I was re- like when I read it in order of release and stuff like that, that was the most confusing because it kept jumping back and forth. More so than the other issues. Mm-hmm. Like, the other issues could kind of get repetitive and maybe go back a little, but it sort of stayed in the same thing. But the Vader stories was like, well, here's what Slymore did the whole time, and here's what Ochi right. did the whole time. And so right, that they one, really fill in some stuff. Yeah, it wasn't until I read those five issues by themselves that I really was like, oh, okay, yeah, okay, IG-88 was over here, and then he went over there, and I, now I got it. Um, To put those pieces together, it was a little confusing for me to follow. And then I would be like, weren't we, like... Especially when I hadn't read it in a month, you know, and I just read the newest War of the Bounty Hunters. I would be like, wait, weren't we at the party? What happened? Like, now where are we? Right. Like, so it did. It would take me a little bit to get to it. But reading them all together, like I said, like taking these individual stories, I kind of feel like that's the way I'm going to read them in the future. Yeah, probably a good way to, to go about it. You know, it, it it feels a little less repetitive and it's easier for me to follow the one, the one people's, <laughs> you know, the one thread all the way through. All right, next, Dr. Aphra 13, guest of honor. By the way, this is a really cool cover for some reason of like Sana jumping over Vader, slicing her with a lightsaber. And it's just like, I mean, Aphra covers in general are dope, but this one is extra cool. There's the other one, too, where Aphra's with Boba Fett and making the face. Yep. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Let's see. Oh, so as soon as Vader gets there, Aphra's like panic attack. I'm out, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Uh, they jump the black gun, black sun girl in the bathroom and they steal her necklace. And then Lucky and Ariel that have been sent there are still fighting that dude that they were sent there to kill. And Uh it's very much a like, I trained you. Ah, ha ha. You guys are whack. Like, and they're not doing very well. Afro and Sana get the necklace and the necklace of the black sun, I can't remember the girl's name. I should have wrote, wrote it down. But the, the black sun girl that they get the necklace off of, basically, it looks like jewels, but they're all data crystals. Right. So the necklace is and, like encoded with all the secret information. So Afra's like, we're going to be rich. You know. Um, right. And once they get the necklace, she sort of like deduces, right? Like. Is it in this issue that she sort of deduces like, oh, it's not just 
this necklace doesn't just contain Black Sun stuff. There's some yeah. stuff about Crimson Dawn in here. Was I, she a spy for the Crimson Dawn? Yeah, I think it's a. I think it might be the next issue. I don't think it's this. Okay. One. So, Deathstick interferes and poisons, like, and saves the the old guy that Ariel and and uh, Lucky are fighting. Ga- Galen, Galen, Galen. Uh-huh. Uh, and they get locked up. And then Sana and Afra get busted, too, and they get locked up. So everybody's captured, like, at the end of this issue. Right. But she still has that necklace. Okay, War of the Bounty Hunters number four, Attack at Dawn. Ha, huh, that's clever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke calls out Vader so the rebels can say, okay, so Luke's flying around, and he's like, I can't do it, I can't do it. And he goes, you know what, Vader? Why don't you come out here instead? Why don't you come yep. pilot me down? And then Vader's like holding his lightsaber up to like Han Solo. And he's like, fine. <laughs> and he yep. leaves. Take so, Captain Solo. You know, he's like, fine, take him to my ship. And uh, everybody, you know. And so Leia and Lando were like, okay, this is our chance to get him away from me, you know. And Luke's like, okay, I got him to like come after me. You guys, this is your chance to save Han. So I'll go do it. Imperials take Solo on a shuttle. Dengar and Valance catch up with Boba, who's like watching the Imperials take his <laughs> money. And then they start fighting with him. And like uh, Dengar gets separated, like he gets knocked down onto a little piece of ice that like breaks off and floats away in the water. And he's like, damn you, as he floats away. <laughs> that I was love funny. the betray. Or, I love them punking uh, Dengar in that way. Yeah, like every time. I must have missed. I don't remember. No, we called it out last time where he blows up uh, Bosk's legs. That was last. Yep. That was the yep. other episode. Yep. Okay. Um, so basically, Boba's like, look, man, I don't work with anybody, Valance, but I will work with you. They're taking Solo. All we got to do is get him, you know. Once we get him, then we worry about each other. Right. But for now, we got a better chance of getting that shuttle, getting to him, getting him together, and then... Then I'm going to try to take him from you. So trust, but trust I'm going to do that later, but we can work together right now. And Valance right. is like, hey, yeah, that, that does sound a little bit better. And Dengar is like off in the ocean looking at them being like, they look like they talking. Man, yep. oh, you I are like the way Valance. this looks. <laughs> <laughs> that is not cool at all. I trusted you. Man, I would I would ditch Dengar the first time a chance I got to. Dude, every, that's why he betrays everybody because he's so used to being betrayed. Yep. <laughs> so the rebels go after Han and the Falcon. Vader's flying after Luke. Boba teams up with Valance, and Kira is like after the fight. She's a little bit dusted after getting thrown into a wall or whatever. So she's like, "No, nah, I'm good. Time to implement the next part of the plan." Um, and so I'm over here like, "Ooh, what is that going to be?" Uh, and while they're flying after, after the shuttle, Lobot has all the Imperial codes cause he's been programmed with all that stuff and he deactivates mm-hmm. the shuttle. Like he kind of like ion pulses it from the inside and deactivates all the, the shuttle. So the shuttle's like dead and floating. Then Boba sends like a seismic charge at like 20% that knocks out the Falcon, but doesn't kill him. Right. And Valance is like, okay, thanks. That's fair. Yeah, oh, and Boba has one of my favorite lines where he's like, a murder cyborg with a conscious. That's Perfect. good. That is totally good. Yeah. 
Um, so they're chasing after the thing and they're like, cool, cool. Everybody's deactivated. We're going to get on that shuttle. We're going to kill those three guys on board. And then we're going to take solo and Boba's like, and then I'm going to kill Valance and Valance is like, and then I'm going to kill Boba. Right. <laughs> and then we will get out of here. Um, and then a, the hut fleet arrives with Baku and mm-hmm. he's like, how dare you disrespect me? Um, by trying to walk out of here with that thing that we bought. For a million credits. Mm-hmm. Don't you dare. And he shows up with the whole fleet and you're like, what? And that's the big splash page ending. Like I said, the ending of all these comics are like, what is going to happen next? Um, although if memory serves, there is no giant hut fleet in Return of the Jedi. So I'm pretty sure I know what happens next. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, yeah. yes, there's a, is there an executor in Return of the Jedi? Yes, there is. So next issue, Darth Vader 16, Target Skywalker. All right, so Luke. Okay, the, this one gets a little bit involved to where every every separate issue that involves the the sort of space fight, the the ship to ship dogfight of Vader and Luke, has like different a few different things happening to where I'm like, this was an involved dogfight with a lot of moving pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, Luke's has like his like this whole fighting with the fleet and stuff. So in the Vader issue. They're up there. Vader kind of gets him down and he crash lands. Uh, but all of these, like, they're not buzz droids. They're basically like assassin droids. But they, like, jump out of these ships. And they have, like, jetpacks and stuff. And they, like, land on Vader's ship and they start destroying it. So then Vader goes down. And then they land on Luke's ship and they start fixing it. And Luke is like, what's going on? And they're like, shut up. We're here to help you. And he's like. All right, that sounds good. <laughs> All right. Yeah, go. I like when those droid guys come and fix this ship. Yeah. That, I, I thought the droid crush guys showing up were cool. Yeah, and that's exactly what it is. Leftover people from the droid crush that, like, Sly Moore still had. And it's, like, from Sly Moore's people where I still don't know if I fully understand. Like, I know she's trying to get her status back and all that. But, like, is she just trying to show that Vader's a failure? So yeah, that, I like, think that's what know, it is. Like the Emperor's eye sort of starts looking at her or him mm-hmm. uh, and she can feel free or what? I guess like that's what I have so far, I guess. Uh, Baku feels very betrayed. Um, so Baku's feelings are hurt in this issue. Yep. Uh, Ochi and Slymore start fighting. So now we have a cool little like Ochi versus Slymore fight, <laughs> which is kind of rad because Slymore is not weak. No, and not one that you typically uh, associate with getting into some sort of fight like that, right? Mm-hmm. So it's cool to see. Yeah, not at all. And so far in the series, like we've seen her be cunning and strategic. And like in episode three, she's basically just the voice in the Palpatine's ear that we never kind of, you know, she can get up a, a, out of an opera seat pretty good. Uh, you know, but beyond that, we don't see a lot of her. So in this issue, like we've seen her conniving, we've seen her planning. And now we see her throwing down and she holds her own against Ochi. Yep. Who took out like 15, you know, 10 Crimson Dawn assassins. So she's no slouch. Definitely Uh, not. Yeah. The droids fix Luke's X-Wing. Luke gets up to fly again. And now Vader's crashed. Yep. (laughs) Moore stabs Ochi. But then she's like, I'm not going to kill you. And the Huts are like, okay, he's in solos in that ship. Let's get him back. Um, and that's how the issue ends. Yep. And now it's Bausch number one, the one shot Bausch comic, which is like a complete break 
from everything. But let me just ask you this, dude. What did you think of Bausch? I, I love this crew. Oh, I thought it was so awesome. The design of Bausch has always yes. been like I've always loved that costume. Yes. And, ah, oh, dude, I thought this was so cool. Like, I loved, because this is maybe the most disconnected of the one shots, I Definitely. feel, from the overall story. But it's very, very good. Yes. Uh, so this was an Alyssa Wong, who's currently the writer of Afra. Okay. So she wrote this one as well. And, you know, I don't know. Like, I guess that's why maybe, like, it ties a lot with more, like, what's happening in the Afra comics with Domina Tag mm-hmm. and all that. Um, But, like, same as you, dude. Bausch has always been my favorite Leia costume. Yeah. Uh, I love the look of Bausch. And, like, you got, like, the cover of this comic is, like, a dope album drop. Um, You got, like, Yeah, Bausch. the most fire fix tape ever, or yes. mix tape ever. And, like... Bausch's crew is like a bunch of other UB's bounty hunters and they all have a similarly dope outfit. There's like a red one, there's a green one, there's a blue one, and there's a gray one. And there's like a big one. There's like mm-hmm. one with an axe and one with a knife kind of, you know, like they're all red and they all look cool and they all have kind of like a very similar look, but not exact. Like their helmets are all different. Their right. get up is all different. So I loved like from a costume perspective, again, the art and these issues is fire. And it was also, it had really good art too. I did like. It did. Dig. This was like more like late 90s style <laughs> art. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is after <laughs> Wolvie lost the adamantium. <laughs> you know? Uh, so the comic starts and they're like working for Black Sun. And basically what we find out is all of these like UBs never leave their planet. They're a very insular society. And so Bausch and all of their crew, all of them are exiles. They're all exiled from their families, their friends, their planet. They can never return home. And basically all they have is each other. Which is a really dope starting point and something I never knew that I needed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. I love the the backstory and stuff, the texture that they add to Bausch uh, in this. It's super interesting. And then it's also like, it opens up like these weird little, um, like they do the job and they get the guy and like, so it opens with the scene where they're all badasses. Right. Mm-hmm. And then like after they're there and they're counting their credits and they're, they each tell their own stories and they're kind of like, you know, sitting there. Does it ever get any easier? Nah, man, but we're here for you. You know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. they, they got a lot of heart and I really dug like the way they work that in, you know? And like, there's one point where Bausch is like, hey, look, we, 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 we lose everything but we will, we'll never lose each other, you know? And one of them is like, boss. (laughs) Like, there's a really good panel of that, uh, that I dig. And so basically what happens is Crimson Dawn reaches out to them and is like, look, we want Domina and her whole, like, you know, what is it? Like the, uh, that whole council or yeah, that whole council. We want them all dead and they're having a meeting today. And they're like, wait, why, who are you? And Crimson Dawn, we don't really work for you. Like, you guys are, we don't know you and we don't trust you. But they're offering a bunch of money. So Domina, meanwhile, is testing a plasma blade, which is like this really cool Baraka sort of attachment that's mm-hmm. halfway between Baraka and a lightsaber. And like, so she's just like, and you can see that she's using it all well and stuff while she's testing it out and looks awesome in her dress and sword arm. And, uh, 
you know, then goes to call the meeting. And then immediately, like, the meeting is interrupted because Bausch has boarded with the crew and they're there. Right. Uh, all the action is pretty rad, but you can see all these people, like, conniving and backstabbing. And what ends up happening is you find out, like, one of those council members is the one who hired them through Crimson Dawn to bring them all down because they were like, I want to take over because she was really rude to me last year and shot down my invention or whatever it was. Right. And she, it's her brother, right? Yeah, exactly. And like, she's very much like, no, this is how we survive. You know, I survived my first assassination tape when I was attempt when I was six. You know, I've been in evading assassination since I was six. <laughs> you know, uh, so you're like, man, these tags are crazy, y'all. This is wild. Um, And like one of them gets shot. So there's like a very hard because like a few of them are coupled up. Like it seems like they have relationships and like it's very like diverse like there's a few like they them and 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 uh you know gender identity of Bausch's crew is uh-huh. cool and representation and diverse you know yeah it's, it's really cool yeah. and you know i kind of get the feeling that this this issue while it definitely you know does have some tie into war of the bounty hunters i kind of mm-hmm. feel like maybe it's almost more of a setup for the next Thing, the crimson rain 100 i agree but i think i also feel like it's a setup for crimson rain but it's also set up for whatever is going to be happening next in afra yes yes like, yeah i i definitely feel like those stones are close together um and that you are correct <laughs> i'm on that train so basically what happens is like they try to fight domina but it doesn't go very well but they they end up striking a deal they're like, okay, like, you know, and she's basically like, you know, I'll pay you triple and I will get you home. Yeah, the, and, which is the big thing for yeah, them. And so for them, they're like, what do you want? And she's like, I want to know about Crimson Dawn. Dun, dun, dun. Um, So that's rad. So they start, they sign on with Domina and that's where it kind of leaves us. Mm-hmm. But I don't think like the one gets shot, but they don't die. So I think we're still going to see more of this crew. I think so, too. But I'm also very, very curious about how we're going to get to. Because there's an issue. There's an issue. There's an episode of. Uh, what was it called? Forces of Destiny. Yes. Where, where... they get the suit. Mm-hmm. Leia gets the suit from the one Bausch. And I'm like, Bausch was alone. I hope the homies are fine. <laughs> Yeah, worried the about homies, them homies. Yeah, I hope them homies. Uh, I hope Bausch just went out to lunch one time and didn't come back. Uh, and they didn't kill Bausch. So Bausch, it didn't look like they killed Bausch. Looked like they just knocked Bausch out with a uh, a crane of some sort. Mm-hmm. And, you know, possibly left them in their underwear. <laughs> you know, it was a very like a solid snake kind of a move on Leia's part there. So I hope Bausch's homies came out and were like, yo, the GPS says they went out to lunch. And they're able we'll to brought a change of clothes. Yeah, oh man, we got you. Let me. You borrow this helmet from this person. You borrow the cloak <laughs> from them, and I got you on boots. Use my extra boots. You use my Tuesday boots. <laughs> um. So yeah, I I very much hope that I hope we don't lose Bausch. Now that I'm a fan of Bausch's whole crew. Yeah, me too. Me too, buddy. All right, next, Bounty Hunter 16, Shadow Soldiers. The cover is rad. It is like the Crimson Dawn ship in the background and Valance and Dengar looking off at a flying jetpacking Boba Fett at them. Yep. 
and Valance is charging up them hand blasters. He's he's ready. He's ready with them banana hands. Good luck with that. All right. So Baylert, uh, Baylert, I call him Baylert. He goes back and he sends one last message. This sort of flashes back to like when they're about to jump Boba. So he's still with Dengar on the ship and they're going to Jakara. And he's like, I got to get a message out. And he's like, look, man, this thing's going to get rough. It's getting a little shady, but I can't leave Solo out to dry. I got to repay the debt. You know, (coughs) Solo helped me out one time, man. And like, Mm -hmm. also, he thinks I accidentally shot at him once and I didn't. I got to clear that up. It's like really weighing heavily on my conscience. Um, So he sends a message to the rebel cell that's taking care of Cadelia, which if you guys have been keeping up with the bounty hunters issues is like that air of mm-hmm. the mourner's whale and something else. The unbroken clan. Whew. Barely got it, man. Got it. You <laughs> got there though, buddy. <laughs> Almost lost my dreads and knowledge. <laughs> Ooh, that was close. Um, And then the, it's another one of those panels where I'm immediately like, Dengar like he goes and sends the message and then Dengar was like everything cool and it was like a little bit of a side eye and I'm like I do not trust you sending messages on this dude's ship and him giving you that weird little side eye I don't like it okay hold on one second the dog's being a jerk okay like I gotta leave the door open because this little jerk is going to cry about coming in. And then as soon as I let him in, he's going to go out. And then if I close the door, he's going to be crying at the door on the inside trying to get out. So all the doors have to be left like eight inches open for this dude to squeeze through. Because he's a little punk. Anyway. Yeah. Baylert sent a message and I am immediately worried about the rebels and Dengar's motivations. I think uh, that's warranted, mm-hmm. right? Like- yeah, oh, it definitely is. We'll, we'll get to that in a few issues, but I was right. Uh, Zuckus is heading the crew up. So when they get to Jakara and they find Boss, they're like, what happened to you, homie? You are wrecked, <laughs> son. You ain't even got no legs, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> uh, and Bosk is like, look, it's been a bad day. Like, y'all, I'm really hungry. It is cold. <laughs> like... Y'all and got some Campbell's soup in that shit. Yeah, dude, he's like, you know what, dude? Do you have a space heat? Do you have one of them little rocks that warms up that I could just oh, lay on? Yeah. Like, that is my business. You could plug it in a USB. I don't even care. Just get me on a ship. And so it's like, and, it, and you know, it's Tonga, it's Losha, Zuckus now, and uh, Tasu. So I like how they're picking up some really interesting people for this crew. Mm-hmm. And while it doesn't quite pay off in War of the Bounty Hunters... Like it does to a point, but not really. But like, it, it seems like that crew is going to be moving forward, and I'm really curious to see. Like, I like that. I like this. Uh, this little crew that we've gathered up. Yeah, the sort of reconfiguration of the crews that they follow through yeah. the bounty hunter series is really neat. Yeah, and and I think that's a thing that's that we're going to see paying off in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, we've already got one issue after it, and we're kind of following them, and it's pretty dope. Nice. Uh, let's see. We got Boba versus Dengar in the balance, but the other angle. So it's the same thing. Dengar gets knocked on a piece of ice and floats away. Uh, but the addition in this issue is like after he floats away and he's like, they talking. Y'all suck. Uh, he gets like jumped by a, a like space octopus that sort of comes up out of the water. And he's like, man, as if being on a little piece of floating ice wasn't bad enough. Now I got to this I got thing. octopus to deal man, with. This is whack. This is, this is not cool. 
I need to get back to my ship. There was a there's some message info that I need to check on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, they find Bosk. Da, 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 da. Deathstick finds Dengar, helps him out, and then he hands over the info that I was so carefully guarded about before and worried about. He hands it straight over to Deathstick. Yeah, I don't like that. So now Crimson Dawn knows where the damn rebels are. That sucks. The rebels and of course the last heir of the Mourner's Whale. I can't remember what it is. Oh, Cadelia. Mm-hmm. Um, so that really disappointed me and made me sad, man. And once again, it's another thing that makes me real pissed off at Dengar. I just don't like that dude. Just I can't help you, man. it. Like, you know, you were all right when you were like, you know, being a little bit flirty with Asajj. You weren't great, but you were funny. Uh, but every time I've seen you since then, you piss me off, man. <laughs> yeah. Not a fan. Uh-uh. All right. Star Wars issue 17, the chase. This is another angle of the dog fight. Vader crashes, and uh, this is where Luke does the, like, the move. He does mm-hmm. the move straight up from that little, did you see that little short film off of uh, Star Wars Squadrons? That yes. was, like, hunted. And yeah. the, like, the TIE fighter pilot sort of goes down, and, like, he, he like, he's, he, like, moves real quick and, like, makes the wave fly up. And that way, like, when the TIE fighter goes through it, he, like, runs into the wall. Mm-hmm. He kind of does that. But what Luke does is he like banks so hard that he splashes the water up, but it's cold on Jakara, so it freezes. Although it doesn't make sense, like why would it not freeze if it was in the water? But never mind. It freezes and Vader hits the ice and crashes. So that's how Vader crashes. Um, Lando and Chewie are fixing up the Falcon that just got, you know, uh, what is it? Sonic charge? What what is it called? Seismic charge. Seismic charged. Um. And even Lando is like, oh no, those Boba, th- like, that should have took us out. Like, Boba did us, a- Boba didn't kill us on purpose. Like, he's telling Leia and, and Chewie that that was mm-hmm. not an accident. Lando was like, no, 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 I know Boba's stuff. And he if died. If he wanted us dead, we'd mm-hmm. probably be dead. Uh, Vader fixes his ship. And then Leia finally convinces Lando. Like, Lando sort of does a thing like, look, man. Like, I'm just trying to cover my own thing, but I'm actually going to help y'all now. And Leia, like, convinces him to, like, really join. So I think this is the beginning of where we're finally going to get some, our road to General Calrissian. Yeah. You know, and also this seems a little bit of kind of like Leia finally burying that hatchet. Yeah, yeah. Of like, we don't need any of your help. Come on, Chewie. Right. You know, because, like, she's been holding, and like, to be fair, like, Lando deserves a little bit of it. But, like, I see Lando's point of view, too. You know? As Billy Dee Williams famously says, did anybody die? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Look, did anybody die? <laughs> Every time I see Billy Dee Williams at a panel and people ask about Empire, he's like, but did anybody die? I did what I could, man. And I'm like, that's fair. That's fair. No, he did I. All, right. All right. Here we go. This is the crescendo. War of the Bounty Hunters number five. Attack at dawn. Um... Baku captures the shuttle. The Imperials attack. Uh, Boba boards the Executor. And Valance is like, why? How are you going to get on the Executor like that? And he's like, nah, I got credentials. I, I was on this ship like last week, man. We're good. Um, So he's like, look, the the they're going to bring Han Solo here. So all we're going to do is just get here. And when they bring Han Solo on here, we can knock everybody out. And, and you know, then we get him, you know. I know where they're going, not where they are, Uh, which seems like a good idea. Uh, Our boys finally fix the Falcon, 
And then they get a mysterious message that is like, uh, you have permission to dock on the executor in docking bay, blah, 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 blue. Please come land. And everybody, including me, is giving side eye. Yep. Now, that was very, very curious, but that's when I started putting everything together. And that's when I started saying, like, I, I, I think, Haas, I think we have a Hydra situation here. I think, yeah, I think you might be right. I think so. Uh, and that's when they do the like the come yes uh, please board in docking bay something 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 await the the, the, the dawn, you know and you're like ooh <laughs> yep. Baku gets a message from another mysterious voice Baku please press the attack against the thing but we're losing await the dawn mm-hmm. and Baku's like ah, it's not gonna be good hey everybody uh, everybody all all cannons fire on the executor and the executor's like please. Excuse you, sir. Um, really? Piet calls the emperor and is like, Vader's not helping us. Yeah, fucking Piet. I Snitching. told him. I literally sent him the message. He did, He has not answered my last three texts. And the emperor is like, Vader only answers to me. And then immediately text Vader like, hey, help your people out, man. Now they're bugging me. Like, I was in my, uh, I was trying to relax. I was trying to catch up on a, uh reservation dogs and you have interrupted me sir <laughs> you know and then vader's like oh fine and like gets off of luke you know and that's how luke finally gets free <gasps> vader's gone like finally i can uh, not be chased by a guy trying to kill me or whatever but he does the whole like it is fine because skywalker knows fear he knows he can't handle yeah. all this and next time i will convince him to be my person, and then we will kill you. It's going to be, I have a, I totally have a plan now. It's Always keep awesome. a positive outlook on things, mm-hmm. that Vader. But he even calls him out. He's like, goodbye, Skywalker, by the way, you are scared. <laughs> yeah. You know, so that was pretty rad. And then Luke kind of does the, like, look down, like, man, he's right. I am well, scared. I am scared. I'm not ready to be a Jedi. I should get more ready. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. So they're putting... They're putting Luke in the place I want him to be at. Um, and that's good. Vader, uh, let's see what we got here. Piet calls the Emperor. Oh, this is the most heartbreaking part of this issue for me. Boba and Valance get there. They're going to the thing and they're like, okay, it's going to be this way because Valance knows where he is and he's got all the cybernetic stuff. Boba blows this fool up. And he's like, with a thermal detonator or something. Uh, Yeah, like blows him apart. And in the issue, it looks like, like he looks messed up. He looks like Bishop in Aliens. Like he looks messed up. Evidently, he wasn't that messed up, but he looked pretty messed up. And I was like, no, dude, did we? This is my boy. Uh, I got real nervous at this point. And Boba kind of sends him off with like a look, dude, you're all right, but maybe you should find a different, a, uh, Maybe find a different profession because I don't think you're cut out for this boy. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have what I do what needs to be done. And that's why you're over here in pieces and I'm going to get solo peace or let that be a lesson. You know, if you're going <laughs> to come after me, go ahead. I'll see you then. But goodbye for now. <laughs> Ta-ta for now. Uh, but that was and that's like the last we see of Valance, dude. And I thought the worst. Yeah, me too. I was definitely real bummed out and I was like, man, like that's kind of a good way for him to go, but it was also pretty bad, tough and heartless. And it really makes me mad at Boba. Cause I did. I like was like, dude. Oh, 
I guess that explains the new crew in the Bounty Hunter series. Yeah, and until then, like, if you know, if you're like me and you're paying attention to these solicitations, yeah, all the solicitations are covers of Tonga and Losha and Bosk and mm-hmm. Z- like everybody but Valance. And I started to get nervous, and the little like you know, synopsis would be like, after the events of War of the Bounty Hunters, Tonga, you know, d- deals with some the devastating loss or something, and I'm like, I don't like the sound of any of this. And then this happens, and I'm like, no! Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, let's see. Vader gets the orders to destroy the huts, and he finally answers his phone, and he's like, fine. And he, like, gets on the ship and, like, takes them out. Like, this dude lives up to his daughter's hut slayer title. And he's oh, like... He sure does. He's taking everybody out, dude. We got a family. We got generational hut slayers now. Uh, and that uh, those abs aren't helping you right now, no. Baku. Baku was like, look, I'm sorry. You told me to. And he's like, I know. No. Hmm. And then he takes out Baku. So we lost our good-looking uh, good blue-eyed hut. You know. Somebody, somewhere, somebody's got a nice little uh, slideshow like, I will remember you. <laughs> little pictures of Baku. Like all the little comic slides. <sighs> and that's the end of that. Um, the rebels have landed and Boba and they both reach where the Imperials put Han. I think I missed this before, but like they sort of tractored the shuttle in that, that that was, uh, you know, out there lost power. So they got Han on board. So, uh, you know, Boba gets there and the rebels are there and they're all kind of fighting off like the stormtroopers, like every, like they're fighting each other and stormtroopers and everything. And Boba's like, nah, man, that's my property. Like, I literally have not gotten paid for this yet. You know, I'm sorry that it's your friend in there, but that's mm-hmm. my property and it's mine. I got it from Vader. There was a whole thing. You were there, bro. You remember how this went down in that chamber. Um, and what happens is like the executor gets hit with a missile that blows open the whole side and Solo flies out in space. Yep. And Leia is like, I lost him. Like Leia is like, she's like, I can't do anything. And Boba's like, yo, I can. And Boba flies out into space after so with the jetpack. It's nice to see Boba's jetpack working. Well, Boba's orbital jetpack, apparently. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So Boba goes after solo. Uh, yeah. Vader killed the huts. Boba, like, like they go down almost to the planet and Boba catches him like with his little grappling hook. And everything. So finally, Boba got him back. And meanwhile, Kira is on her little ship going like, you know what? This was a good beginning. Like, Margo, take us, take us forward. And they like start to launch their little ship. And then I'm like, excuse me? Beginning? I mean, it's, it seems like she's got a lot more plans than just what's going on in this. Yes. So. Yes. Boba... We get the shot of Boba bringing in the bounty and finally getting paid. Bo- and he's still not, he's still upset. He's like, you put a bounty on me. He's like, hey, I thought you weren't going to do the thing, man. Hey, thanks, though. I'm going to go ahead and get you paid, though. And he's like, yeah, yeah I man. like how he's like, look, there's one thing you got to do, and that's pay me, son. Mm-hmm. Pay me. After all this? Mm-hmm. I had to use another, uh, <laughs> I had to use another seismic charge, man. Uh-huh. Put me in the red. 
And so we flash over to Crimson Rain and it's her and they're all like, look, it is time for us now that we've made our. This was a wonderful announcement. Kira's talking to everybody and like everybody's there, man. We got like Death Stick. We got like, uh, you know, some of the like a lot of the like syndicate people, but also mm-hmm. like the Knights of Ren are there. Like yep. there's a lot happening. And that's that last panel where she's like, excellent. Now that we have made our announcement, we shall move forward. Dun, dun, dun. And that's the end of that series, which is solid and is also like, what? Yep. Um, uh, yeah. A hell of a setup for the next thing, which Definitely. I'm really interested in. So, so far, Charles Sewell has said that it's like a trilogy. Yeah. Like War of the Bounty Hunters is part one. Right now we're getting Crimson Rain. That's going to be part two. And I do not remember. I should have paid attention to the name. The Hidden Empire. There you go. The Hidden. Oh, I wrote it down here, didn't I? You sure did. I sure did. I didn't know what I even meant. <laughs> Staring at its ass right in my face right now. There you the go. The Hidden buddy. Empire. Look, I'm glad you can decipher me. <laughs> sometimes it's tough. Uh, so that's the end. That's like the main end of the series. That's where we're at. And you're like, yo, but we got a couple issues left out here. Dr. Yeah, there's Af- some epilogues for each of the series. Yes, basically. for everybody else's little journey. Afro 15 party favors. Uh, they're all under fire from death stick. Um, this has one of the best like little intro panels. Like when normally when you pick up a little panel, especially in these Afro comics, it'll be like Dr. Afra rogue archaeologist this one says like you know just lucky cool sniper guy or whatever and it's like dr afra you know her uh-huh <laughs> i thought that was cute um well done uh sana and ariel are trying to rescue they like start taking shots and like death disappears death is all very like ninja like and flying around and throwing knives um Afra finds they're trying to escape the ship now now that everything's like done vader's gone like they're just trying to get out now Mm-hmm. Uh, and she finds Afro's like, this is a thought dowser of the ascendant or something like that. And it's like a supposedly this dark side artifacts that can control <sighs> people. And she's able to use it like with her arm. Uh, she has these electro tattoos, right? And apparently like now we find out that those have been helping her hack and program droids and all kinds of stuff. Uh, this whole time. I just thought they looked cool. Um, and she's able to activate that thing. And like, she gets death stick and all those guards to like stab themselves. Um, and, but it like blows up her arm, like the infinity gauntlet. Yeah. It like shorts out her tattoos and she's all kind of burned up and wrecked a little bit. Uh, but they get out, they escape and they're like, they get to the hangar and that's where everybody's like, all right, all right, we're all good. We all good. And it's like Lucky and the guy and it's like they're pointing guns at Afra and Sana who are pointing guns back at Luff, Lucky and Ariel. And they're like, well, uh, we're going to make it out of here, though. So but you guys are not probably not going to be as lucky as us because you got to fix your ship. And they like blow up their ship mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, oh, no. And then they get away. Uh, Afra and Sana get away. And as they're escaping, she's starting to punch in. That's where she starts to punch in and be like, huh, there's Black Sun stuff in here, too. What? Crimson Dawn has agents everywhere. And it's like, they're in the rebellion. They're in the mm-hmm. empire. They're in the black sun. Every, like all the other major syndicates. Like, and that's where we start to get the full picture of what I believe we're getting into into Crimson Rain. Yeah, I think so. Right. Which is Hail Hydra. <laughs> right. You know, so that's a really, oh crap. I did not take notes for these last issues. <laughs> well, so 
I think we can sort of like summarize them pretty easily, right? Like yes. Darth Vader 17 is sort of Darth Vader dealing with the fallout and like sort of restating like a whole lot of like, I don't know, man, he's real afraid of me now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And a lot and of then, uh, it, it goes into a lot of his like, like, I like these issues where there's a lot of little panels of his thoughts. He's like, no, it's fine. Yeah. Everything like really, it's all these red flashbacks of Vader's memories. And, you know, uh, that. Yeah, there was some cool stuff. Continue. And then it, this is the one. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong. That ends with Ochi and Kira. Right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, he sends because now he's sending Ochi out for Crimson Dawn. Oh, because this is basically where he also gets the Emperor. Where he's like, mm -hmm. so what happened? And he's like, well, the huts and this and this, and it was Crimson Dawn. And he's like, this cannot be allowed to exist. Your new mission is no longer hunt down Luke. Now we have to take out Crimson Dawn. This is a threat. And Vader's like, fine. Ochi, go take out Crimson Dawn. He sends Ochi out, takes out a couple people, and then he sort of like is hanging out with Kira. And he's like, yes, a million hands await the dawn. And you're like, what? Ochi's yeah. part of Crimson Dawn too? No! Uh, that Twist was and interesting. Yes, that is totally. And then, um, so then next is IG-88, which is the last, right? Yeah, it's yep. the last of the one shot. Yep. And this kind of fills in what happens with IG-88 post get running into Vader. Twice. And twice. <laughs> and uh, Diva or Deva, however you want to say yeah. it, um, hires this like, super talented droid engineer guy to rebuild IG-88. Right. Um, and then IG-88, he comes to life, and that does not go well for that poor droid right. engineer. <laughs> he's like, my first mission, kill you. I have been improved. Aha. But yeah. he's like very, like, this IG-88 issue is very much the, like, Terminator 2, where they remove and they reset his chip for learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he and he all is it's like a weirdly introspective take on IG eighty eight. It was so rad, dude. So they do that, and then he's like, "Now that I have no creator and no mission, what am I?" And like IG eighty eight is reflecting on IG eighty mm -hmm. choices life, and also pondering yeah. IG eighty eight's future, which is not what I expected. But it's very cool. Yes, this is one of this is another really really good issue. Like this one and that Zuck. Oh, you know what? All the one shots were pretty damn good. Yeah, I thought uh, the, all the yeah. one shots were solid. Yes, definitely. But they <laughs> all go in wildly different directions. Mm -hmm. um, and again, very unexpected from what I thought it was going to be, and very satisfying. Yeah. Um. Then next up would be Star Wars eighteen, which yes. is one of my favorite issues. Yes. In the whole thing. It's the, it finally happens, Kira and Leia meet. Yes. And Kira sort of lays out this crazy plan on how, like, oh, I'm going to get Han, and um, I know you guys would show up and try to rescue him mm -hmm. because you guys actually care about him. I just manipulate people to get what I want. Yeah. Like, Kira is very self-aware. Yeah, yeah. But also, Kira was very, like, I mean, and it was very combative because... Leia don't mm -hmm. play any of that. You know what I mean? No. And it's a very much like, like they shut down the Falcon to get aboard and Leia's like, fine, we'll talk. And Lando's like, nah, man, like you better be careful because if you try to call us for help, it's going to be too late. 
Like, yep. you you saw her fight Vader, and I know what she can do. I've seen her fight right. before, too. And it was like, and yeah, it, it was. There's this really nice story that Kira tells yes. uh, Leia about her and Han when they were younger. Probably, mm-hmm. you know, not too long before the opening of Solo. Right. It seems, you know, they're around that age and yeah. stuff. And it's just really good. No, like, no action in this episode. Not at all. Or, or this, uh, I keep calling them episodes, this issue, yeah, but yeah. one of my favorite ones. Definitely. Like, it was so, it was well done, especially like the cert, like, because how do you kind of make this happen? <laughs> and then a lot of these easy pitfalls that you could be like, no, he's mine, or whatever you think mm-hmm. might happen in one of these, you know, whatever a not good creator would do in this situation. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, but the way that he did it was, it was, a lot of it was kind of Kira apologizing kind of saying like, look, I tried to get him to you. I thought it was going to work out. I'm sorry. My plan didn't quite work out. And Leia's like, you could have just given it. No, I couldn't have because I had to do this for myself. And we're forgetting to mention that all the main characters besides Kira think that Han is dead at this point. That's right. That's right. And Kira is the one that's like, no, we we have footage of Boba Fett Mm -hmm. retrieving him in Carbonite. And our insiders on Tatooine say that he's already been delivered to Jabba. Yeah. And so that's where they get that information. And then Leia's like, look, we got to go help the Rebellion. The Rebellion needs us. Mm-hmm. You know, Han's on Tatooine right now. We'll figure that out when we can. And Kira's like, that's, you're making the right call, yeah. I think. Because he's like, pretty safe there. Yeah, he's safer than you. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh... Yeah, that's right. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, everybody thinks he's dead. And Leia's not, you know, extremely upset about it. Like, there's mm-hmm. one, like, it's a very, I mean, it's it's very sad. And it's a little on the nose. But it's like, there's a panel where she's like, hope is for losers. For <laughs> like, suckers. Or, yeah, that's what it is, hope right? Is for yeah, hope is for you suckers. You were right, Han. Yeah, you were hope right, Hope is for suckers. Oh, man, this is not a good day. Yeah. Um. um but I really dug it. I really like yeah, this issue. You even if you pick up one issue, this might be one issue just to pick up, just to see that. Like any fans of Solo, like this is yeah probably the most of like this is this is I think who Kira is inside. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like she does this stuff, and she is ruthless, and she does what she has to to survive. But I also think she like even in Solo. Like, cause this is the kind of conversations he's having in solo, you know, where she's like, and he's like, don't worry, we're going to win. And when she slips those things, that mask slips a little bit and she does mm-hmm. the things like, it's not about winning. It's about staying alive just a little bit longer than anybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, like she knows how stuff works and she also has no reservations about what she has to do to get it to work for mm-hmm. her, you know, and I can't wait to see where this goes, uh, her story in particular. And I hope that that opens up. You know, some more backstory telling for us to see her in the past again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like now oh, that they sure. sort of let it slip. Now we know where she's at now. I hope much like Book of Boba Fett, I hope we're able to see a lot more of the lead up. Yeah, uh, for sure. That character story a little bit free. That was a beautiful issue. Um, yeah. um, and then the last issue, Bounty Hunter 17, mm-hmm. which basically uh, deals with our buddy, old hand banana himself. Yep. And the aftermath of getting blowed up by Boba Fett. And this is the one where I started the issue and I was like, oh, 
This doesn't look nearly as bad as you guys yes. made look, it look. Yeah. Look at him all in one piece. Like, look at mm-hmm. him all in one, mostly one piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's just him trying to escape the flagship, beating mm-hmm. hand banana, yeah. passing out the bananas, bunches of bananas just, to stormtroopers. Yeah, stormtroopers all over the place, man. And there's this one really cool moment where he comes across an Imperial. Uh, is it cadet yeah. or lieutenant or whatever? It's a cadet. Yeah, and he's like, look, kid, I was part of the Empire. Just let me, you don't want to do this. This isn't the life you want to lead. Right. And, like, the guys on the bridge see them on the camera footage, and they're like, ah, vacuum out the the hangar. So, like, they are trying to kill him. Yeah. But they, all, in the process, kill that cadet. Really interesting. Yeah sort of take and like he's you know he's got his like mag boots or cybernetic arm that he's able to save himself and the guy goes out the window and he's like see i told you they don't care about you man like and i tried to help you you know um and then basically it it ends with valence like he's like jumping out into space hoping that you know uh zuckus and that crew can save him and zuckus is like hanging out ready to grab val this is brutal yeah. And he grabs his arm and then all of a sudden like they, you know, they they write out the ripping sound. Yeah. And they're like, Did you get him? Did you get him? And and Zuckus is like, uh, I got part of him. And he's just <laughs> holding Valance's arm. Yeah, Zuckus is like, I have a small I have one portion of Valance. <laughs> yeah. And then you it the next panel basically shows you that it's Vader yeah. using the force to bring Valance back onto the ship. And then unfortunately it ends with Vader rebuilding Valance to work for the Empire. Yeah, he's like, seems. you serve me now. No. Yeah. But, like, through the issue, he gets, when he gets the message out to Tonga and Losha, they're like, oh, like, we can, like, and they, they're trying to help him, but they're, you know, if they're under fire, oh, the huts and the, the TIE fighters mm-hmm. are out here, like, we can, and then he, like, like, he punches a freaking jetpack trooper and, like, takes the jetpack. And he, like, it's yep. such a heroic moment that leads up to that Zuckus part where you're like, oh, here it is. Here we go. Here we go. My boy's coming home. And then, nope. like, that panel and you're like, what? Wait, what do you mean? And they're in the cockpit going like, Zuckus, what are you talking about? What happened? What happened? We had him. And then it's the Vader reveal. And I was like, Ugh, again, my heart dropped, man. Yeah, so I'm interested to see what uh, where that goes for yeah. balance. The next issue has already come out, and so I'm already starting to follow the next stuff, and it is nice. It is it's it's happening. It's, it's not I'm not happy about some of it, but I you know what I am happy about? I What's really that? do like the Tonga Losha Bosk Zuck. Like I like the uh, Tasu, mm-hmm. like that whole little crew. I really am liking following them around so far. Yeah, I have a feeling that's going to be pretty fun. <clears throat> Um, so yeah, this Crimson Rain, the first issue's dropped already, but like, uh, Chanath Cha was a bounty hunter that showed up in an issue, a couple issues of that Lando miniseries. Mm-hmm. So like, she's in like with Crimson Dawn, you got the Knights of Ren in there, Death Sticks over there. I don't want to say this one now because like they revealed some of the covers and some of the characters on the covers were like, mm, I wonder who that is, who that is. And I think I know who they are now. And I oh, like that's it. cool. I do not like it, sir. Uh oh. It makes me sad. But uh I it is it's 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 kind of picking up. And I'm real curious to see like where that goes because it is getting it's getting wild out there in the streets for 
people and we know Vader is out there. Vader's mission right now is like, yo, get them homies. Um, yeah, and not a lot of time to cover before the events of uh, Return of the Jedi either. You right, know? right, right. So, yeah, so we're coming up on it. And also, like, everybody's sort of like I talked earlier about how all the places they're kind of left in are kind of good places, except my boy Valance. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, for instance, like, you know, Leia and them kind of rebuilding the rebellion over there. This is the start of Luke kind of being like, uh, I need more Jedi, like, you know, and at one point, I think even in the issue, R2 is like, Hey, I got something to say. Remember that time we were on the Death Star, bro? Way back in, way back in the, like when we first met, remember? Uh-huh. I, yeah, I plugged in the Death Star. I was telling you guys all about Princess Leia. I forgot to tell you. I got a nice, long, complete list. Oh, yeah. Of, we talked about on the last uh, War of the Bounty Hunters yeah, episode. Of former yeah, of former Jedi temples. And Luke's like, all right, man, I think it's time to put that into use because guess what I am? Scared, just like Vader said. Yep. Um, Vader, of course, is now going after Crimson Dawn, so he's got to take a little detour. Ochi is a mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, Lando is like now like in the rebel Alliance and not just like in it for now. Like, so that's cool. Um, I hope we see a little bit more of Boba, even though it doesn't look like, it looks like he's just going to kick it on the party barge. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do with Boba. Yeah. You know? Um, but you know, he got his bounty, so he might just be good for chilling on tattooing for a minute. He might, you know? He deserves a break after yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. I think he's been out for a minute, so he's like, you know what, dude, yeah. I'm good. Uh, he earned a vacation. Yeah, Dengar. Dengar floated out on that little piece of thing and went up with, uh, what's her name, uh, Death Stick and stuff. So I wonder if he's mm-hmm. going to be part of any of this. Oh, I'm sure. You I'm sure he'll I mean? show up to ruin everybody's fun sometime. <laughs> everybody's day. You, you suck, Dengar. He's just a big old jerk. Um... But yeah, man, a lot of these things went into really, really interesting, cool places. But I think uh, I am very interested in Valens' story at the moment. I've liked that though. Those that's a series that I, I really, really enjoy. That Bounty Hunter series. Yeah, me too, buddy. It's uh, really good. Yeah, we've been talking about that, but totally like not one of the things that I, I was like, okay, some of you guy that seems kind of cool. But man, have I fallen in with that character and that storytelling? Mm-hmm. Stop crying. We know you like Valance <laughs> and you're worried about his future as well. Uh, yeah, man. I don't know, dude. It looks like it's going to be wild ride. And in the meantime, Book of Boba Fett very soon, sir. Yes, sir. Can't wait. How excited are you? Very excited. Very, you, very excited. I know you're keeping up on those new little, I know I just saw a couple of new ones like Left for Dead on the mm-hmm. sands of Tatooine. Yes. You know. And that little shot of him, like, coming in with, like, the busted up jumpsuit. Like, Mm -hmm. I am curious. I can't wait, buddy. I cannot wait. I'm going to try to hit up Disney, downtown Disney, because they got a little throne. Oh, I know. I saw that. Like, this might be a situation to where I might, I don't want to pay $20 in parking, but I might just be like, babe, will you just drop me off? I can be back and be back in 20 minutes, man. I'm going to hit up this thing. I'm going to go take a couple pictures. I'll come right back. I promise. You know, I think it would be worth it. Yeah, I think it'll be a good time. I got to ch- I got to I'm going to hit up Corey and be like, Corey, when you going back to Disneyland, bro, let's make a day out of it. Let's make a day, homie. 
All right, man. Uh, Haas, this has been wonderful. You got any final thoughts? No, man. Check it out. If you haven't, I mean, what are you doing listening to so many spoilers? But if listening to this has perked your interest, then you should definitely check out War of the Bounty Hunters. I think it's some of the better uh, Star Wars comics I've read in the, you know, I guess modern Star Wars comics era. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're bound to find some characters you like across all of this. So, yeah. I say check it out. It's excellent. And I think it's also kind of a good starter spot to be at because you've seen Empire and Return of the Jedi. Like you, you're you right. familiar with what's happening at most of it. Um, so if you and it, I know 34 issues looks overwhelming, but just check out that five issue War of the Bounty Hunter series. Right. Read through that. Like and once you're done with that, like if any particular thing tickled you, if you were like, man, Vader was rad in this. Go check out that Vader series. Those Vader mm-hmm. issues. If you were like, you know who was dope? Forlom, no, he's not in this. Forlom and Zuckus. <laughs> Go check out that one. Those, those one shots. You know, if you were more curious about beat his ass Chewbacca, go check out those uh, Star Wars issues. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think yeah, that's yeah. the perfect way to approach it. That's that's what I would recommend. And uh, yeah, man, it's good times, man. Haas, where can people find you on the interwebs? Uh, you can find me at Blue Harvest on Twitter. And I have two podcasts. I have Blue Harvest. Yep. which is a Star Wars podcast every week. And I have High Potion, which is a video game podcast every week. They're both a lot of fun. So check them out if you haven't. Oh, uh, coming back to your podcast real quick. You guys were talking about Akakiri. Yes. On your latest episode, which was wonderful. And you were trying to figure out the Chocobo writing bandit guys who <laughs> your boy was writing. And you were like, you know who I call? It's going to be Sal. So I just want to let you know. I think those guys might be like a different kind of species of Nikto. Okay. Because they reminded me of, do you remember Star Wars Resistance? Yes. There's an episode of Star Wars Resistance where Marcus Speedstar, who is the brother of Jarek Yeager, comes mm-hmm, for a mm-hmm. race episode. And his little mechanic guy, his name is Oplock. Oh. Remember? He had those little yep. fins on the side and he was like a kind of a different kind of Nikto. So him okay. and like Miku were kind of buddies. So I think I think that's what it was. Okay, that makes sense. But I should have double checked, so I'm not wrong in a podcast. <laughs> but hey, if I'm wrong in a podcast, hit me up in a Spotify question and be like, "Hey, man, I thought uh, this was cool. Also, you were wrong." Let us know, and I'll get to it. Uh, let's see. You can check us out at theroguerebels.com. Like I said, you can tweet at us at roguerebelsfam. We're on Instagram and TikTok at theroguerebels. And yo, let me tell you, people, right now. I just finished a costume that I've been working on for a long time. So I'm going to have some uh, Instagram stuff happening soon uh, mm-hmm. with a new costume that I'm happy about. And I know some of you are going to look at the costume and be like, that's not a new costume. Yes, it is. It's a different version of the same character that I do. I'm just going to say it. It's Voss. But I finally <laughs> have done. I'm done. With, I'm ready with my Clone Wars version, man. So I'm going to start. I mean, I'm super happy with this belt right now. I'll be wearing it around the house. My wife is like, will you stop? <laughs> and I'm like, I will not. I'm very happy with this piece of acid etched metal buckle. This is custom, son. That's how I roll, even for breakfast. So uh, thank you all very much for listening. Go check us out on Spotify and hit up some of them polls, man. We're going to have some fun things on there, I hope. All right. Yeah, answer the damn polls. My man answer puts a lot of work Come vote it. on the polls and there'll be questions. <laughs> Come answer the questions. Have a good time. Hit us with some five-star reviews. Yo, hey, hey, you know what I want for Life Day? It's the holiday season, y'all. 
I want for Life Day a bunch of five-star reviews from you. Thank you for my Life Day present. Please, make it happen. Make it happen. Make it happen. All right, man. That's it. Peace. Luke, we're ready for takeoff. Good luck, Mando. When we find Jabba the Hutt and that bounty hunter, we'll contact you. I'll meet you at the rendezvous point on Tatooine. Princess, you'll find mm. Han. I promise. Mm -hmm. Chewie, I'll be waiting for your signal. Take care, you two. May the Force be with you. Mm -hmm.